So let's start just by, um, uh, I'll share a little bit about the history of freshwater and how we got here. And many of you know this, some of you don't. And this will be a good review. Freshwater started as a Bible study in a living room with really just a handful of people who had moved to town and um, they had surveyed the plethora of wonderful churches in Jefferson City and they saw a geographical void as well as kind of just a, a cultural void in the churches that, that were already here. Um, so they began meeting in that living room in a Bible study with the intention of eventually that rolling into a church that starting a church in the south side of Jefferson City. Specifically, what we would see is like south of 54 and south of Ellis, that part of Jefferson City, including Blair Oak School System. So if you know anything about that, that's a lot of people that live down here and more are moving down the south side town all the time. Um, and that includes 17,000 people. And until the point that we started meeting here, there was no what we would call an evangelical church. So if you're Catholic, you had plenty of places, you know, to go to mass in, you know, Wardsville or St. Thomas or uh, whatever. But if you're a Protestant, specifically an evangelical Protestant, you, there's, there's no churches in that part of town. And that's not okay. You know, it seems like there's a lot of churches in Jefferson City, but many of them are centrally located in specific parts of town. So the Bible study started intentionally to plant a church in the south side of Jefferson City. Um, it eventually started meeting for corporate worship service Wednesday nights at Calvary Lutheran High School there on B Highway, headed into Wardsville. That school was wonderful and giving us facilities for free. And when Shasta, my wife and I, when we moved here back to central Missouri to take over as the lead pastor, the planting pastor of this church, um, that's where they were. They were meeting on Wednesday nights in Calvary. That following fall, so really just a couple months after we got here, we rolled over into Sunday uh, morning services. That's when Brooks and Chris joined the team and then um, had several other people join later in, in staff. And we met there until the beginning of 2015 when we began leasing um, this property and began meeting in this building. Now, when we first came here uh, specifically to this room and we walked through many properties in Jefferson City and we looked at this room, we thought a couple things. First of all, it was filthy filthy dirty. It's an old state building and it's like they packed up and left and nobody touched it since. So um, it was really, really dirty. Some of y'all remember that when you walked through it and we're like, man, we got to, we need to six some people on cleaning this place up. And it did take a lot of cleaning. But the second thing we thought was we thought, man, this is a really big room. This is going to be like enough space for us and for 20 years or who knows, you know, we got all kinds of room. But what we didn't anticipate was that it wouldn't, take very long before, you know, we started growing at a faster pace than we'd been growing at that point. And before you know it, this space was not adequate. And it's not only that this space was beginning to fill up for Sunday morning services, went to two services even, but especially the freshwater kids' classrooms were filling up. So we eventually started leasing more classrooms, adding classrooms for all the babies that y'all are making and having. And, um, Filling those up, and even now we're talking about having to add more classrooms because of the 60 children that we're blessed to be able to disciple back there on a weekly basis. And by the way, every time we add a classroom, lease payment goes up. You know, they don't give it to you for free. Don't do that. So um, as much as I would love to say that we get to be here forever and, you know, we'll be here until forever, you know, 10 years or whatever, just it becomes more and more clear that eventually we're going to have to transition out of this facility. So um, we've been looking at land and property since we moved in to this place. We've been looking at land, different buildings. We keep running into the same issues with existing facilities, existing buildings, and that sometimes you can get the square footage that you need, but the parking is really lacking. You know, you need 
a lot of parking for churches, and churches are parking intensive. It's really incredibly difficult to find parking at buildings that would work for us. So we keep running into the same issues. So finally, we've had a piece of land kind of rise to the surface. So I'm going to walk you through um, that piece of land and where that's located, and we'll look at it together. So you can go ahead and put that slide up there on the screen. All right, so let's talk about this. I'm going to show you where we currently are, and then I'm going to drive you to... um, where we could potentially be. Everybody cool with that? Y'all down with that? Yes? Y'all, are you awake? I can't see. Mike's awake. Okay. All right. So we are now right there. That little bitty, it's not little bitty in real life, but that building right there is the whole building that we are in. Of course, we only occupy that south part of it. But So let's say you walk outside and um, you steal that pumpkin that's sitting out front. You throw that in your car and you get in your car and you drive up Veterans Lane. Don't steal our pumpkin, by the way. And you get to this stop sign and first you think, maybe I should go up to Sonic up here and get Josh a strawberry slush. But then you think, I don't really like him anyway, so I'll just take a left. And you go down Christie Lane you drive down Christie, and it comes around the quarry, and you come out here, and hopefully you don't hit a deer right there because there are a lot of deer there. And then you get to this right here in the stop sign where that's B Highway that will take you into Wardsville, right? So, so when you get to that stop sign, um, you're going to take a left. And you're going to take a left, and you're going to cruise down here, and you're going to keep – you're not going to be off in the grass like that. You're going to keep cruising down here. You're going to get down to this intersection, and that's a stoplight. And that's the stoplight. If you were continue going south, you would head into Wardsville. You drive right past Calvary Lutheran High School. Molly, you know where that is. And but you're not going to keep going that way. You're going to take a left on Lorenzo Green, which Lorenzo Green is this road right here. And you're going to take a left of that stoplight, and you're going to take an immediate left right there. See that little bitty thing? That's Tanner Bridge. All that is Tanner Bridge. And you're going to take a left onto, there's like maybe 50 yards of Tanner Bridge left, and then it stops because the highway starts. So you're going to take a left right here, and then what you're going to do is the property is right here. So if you were a mountain climber, you just climb the hill and keep on walking, and it's really just over the hill from where we are right now as far as the crow flies. So let's go ahead and go to the next slide, and I'll kind of give you a zoomed-in picture of the property. Okay, so you have just pulled into Tanner Bridge. Don't have your slush for your pastor. You pull in right here, and there's a little drive right here. There's a house right there, and that house is an old abandoned house. It's a farmhouse that um, used to be in the country, right? And that property used to be in the country. Now it's kind of in the middle of southern Jefferson City. And um, the family that lived in that house, the mom and dad, they had at least two sons, I think two sons, and mom and dad have passed away. The sons have inherited it, and they've been trying to sell it for many, many years. So you can see the property stretches um, way back and includes all of this, the total 22 acres for that property. It includes all this. This right here is kind of a rolling kind of flattens out sometimes and rolls back up. And like most of Jefferson City, it's a hillside. This property right up here is three, about three and a half acres, and it is fairly flat. You can look up topography online, but I'm thinking from right here to this widest point over here, there might be 10 or 15 feet. It's not much. It's, it's fairly flat, especially for Jefferson City. So... Um, uh, the, the appealing thing, let me tell you the appealing thing about this property is if you are, 
Let's say you're coming from Wardsville. It's over here. Or actually down here. But you're coming on B and you're headed north. You go by Calvary Lutheran High School. And you get to this stoplight. And you look up. You'll be able to look right into this property from that stoplight. This is a hopping intersection of Jefferson City. Hopping intersection. Calvary Lutheran High School had a traffic study done before they built their high school, which was, I don't know, four or five years ago, whenever they first started it. And cars passing by um, that school on a daily basis are, I think, six or 7,000, which they describe as a very busy two-lane road for, Jeff, for, for Missouri. So this is a, if you know anything about this part of town, this is a busy intersection. you got people going both up Lorenzo Green and B Highway. And the appealing thing is not just that it's on that intersection, but everybody that goes to Wardsville for a ball game, or everybody that goes to Wardsville because they live down there, or St. Thomas or Osage Bend or whatever, when, when they're headed north, unless they go Wardsville Road, they're going to go through this intersection. And you're going to be able to look up and you're going to see this three and a half acres. So let's just kind of imagine this a little bit. Um, let's just say, I'm just talking out loud, we haven't, don't have an architect or anything like that, but let's say that this was big enough to have a building maybe right here. Okay. Just a square metal building, you know, something similar, open beams, maybe like we got now. And then you could line your parking, as much parking as you could get. You could have a road running up through the middle of it with parking on both sides. And then your building is there, which would be um, very visible both from Lorenzo Green, from Tanner Bridge, and also from that intersection if all those trees are cleared out. Is that cool? So that's that's the um, the appeal of this land. There are um, good things and there are bad things. Obviously, you'll see that it narrows in right there. I think that's about 120 or 130 feet right there. And um, um, after you get out of this flat spot, you, I just told you, you know, it kind of rolls up and, and, and whatever else. So there are, you could fit enough parking down here to probably last us for a while, but then eventually we'd have to start shooting some parking maybe up the hill or... or um, or something like that. So there are good things and there are bad things about this property. I'll tell you also that we had been talking with the owner seriously about purchasing 10 acres of this. 10 acres of this 22 acres. And um, what we quickly found out was that to split the land legally, the way that the city would require it to be split, it would, base, it would come close to cutting this front part in half, which would make this bottom three and a half acres the most valuable of the land, unbuildable. Um, so what we, and there's a lot of details I can give you about that, but I will spare you. Um, so what that means is we'd have to, if we still wanted to buy 10, we'd have to split that front and they'd have their land that ran all the way around the back to theirs. And then we'd have to build up on the hillside, which is doable, but is much more expensive. Because if you have to blast rock and whatever else, you know, it can, it can really jump your price tag up. So what we did was, when we found all that out, we um, talked to, the, to the, um, the current owner, the seller, and we started sharing that stuff with them and how this would just, the, to, to do that is probably not something that we can do. And therefore, okay, what's it going to take for us just to buy the whole thing? Like we're going to either have to walk away or probably buy the whole piece of property. This property has been um, listed as high as around $450,000 for these 22 acres. It, um, I don't remember how long ago, but it was dropped to uh, 425 
then th- then 400 and then 350 so it's went down a lot over these last several years they've been trying to sell it so we had agreed on 10 acres for $175,000. That's what we had agreed on um, when we were starting to look at this, and um, that's $17,000 an acre. But after finding out all of this information and going back to them and telling them, look, we can't afford to spend $350,000 on our land before we even do anything to it. We, we need a deal. We need, like, uh, we need to... We need a deal or we just have to walk away and start looking at other property. And they were thankful for that. So what they did was, praise God, is they're offering us this 22 acres for $250,000. Which, if you know anything, $250,000 seems like a lot of money. But in Jefferson City, ten dollars or $11,000 an acre is a, is a steal. It's a bargain. We've been, I've been looking at this stuff for ever since we moved in Jefferson City. So what we're doing right now is we are prayerfully considering purchasing all of this 22 acres for $250,000. That would mean that if we built a building here and parking and maybe later parking there, maybe in a decade if we outgrow that building um, and we want to make some room, we can put the teenagers up here maybe in a student building or something like that and have all that cleared out with more parking and then that would provide additional space in that building for freshwater kids on Sunday morning or something like that. Not to mention there is a deer blind like right there, there, and I jumped up a doe, like right there, like like five feet in front of the deer blind. I thought, oh, how convenient is this? Um, so there are deer and varmints up there, and um, you know all kinds of room to really do whatever we want. So um, so that's what we're looking at. Now here's something else that I'll tell you, and then I will be uh, pretty close to done. Is this is a big deal for us? To, to begin moving in this direction. This, is, this would be entering a process. It's not going to be done by like Easter of next year. It's going to take years to be able to transition into a building, pay this land off, and then um, you know transition into a building at some point after that. So um, Rick Hedger, who is the other um, elder here at Freshwater, has um, been very adamant in um, allowing the partners of the church to vote on this issue. So um, uh, what that means is that This week, tomorrow, I'm meeting with the geological engineer to specifically talk about some issues regarding the rock and this hillside. And they can drill and they can tell how much rock is there, where it's at, what kind of rock it is. And they give you an estimation as, okay, is this going to be impossible to later build on? Is it, or is it going to be, you know, really feasible? And once I meet with him, we'll have a little bit better idea of what's underneath the surface on this land. And at that point, we may very well be ready to make a recommendation to the church. If we make a recommendation to the church, it's going to come by email, possibly this week. And then um, we'll have some type of a way for you to vote on that issue very soon. I don't know if it'll be a survey monkey. I don't know if it'll be electronically. Mary Beth and I are talking about that. I have some opportunity for you to vote. For those of you who have joined the church, for those of you that have joined the church and partners with the church, um, you'll be able to um, weigh in on this decision and make the decision whether we want to proceed with that. So, that's kind of the quick rundown of this. If you're in a life group, all of your life groups are have already uh, scheduled this week a time when they're going to meet me out at this land and we're going to walk through that land, at least look at this. Or they're in the process of scheduling that time. So for all of those you, of you that are in life groups, you're going to get to see it um, Anyway, but for those of you who aren't in life groups, you know, you can drive out here and you can drive by and you can look up it and you can see it. We've got it mowed and stuff so people could, can look up pretty good and you can see that. You can't see all that. You know, this is behind. There's storage sheds. There's Veets. I know y'all like Veets. And then there's the, uh, I think, some type of nursery or something like that. So that land stretches back behind it. There's a creek that runs kind of right there. And 
Um, so that's kind of the uh, information. So if you're a partner, we need to make sure we have your right email. So I'd hate for you to have not have updated that and you not get the email this week regarding that and not have an opportunity to vote. So I would encourage you, uh, take your Connect card, write your current email on, and drop it in the box on the Connect table for those of you that are partners and we'll make sure that your email, we got the right email as we send that out. So just a couple closing remarks and then we are going to be done for the day and I'm going to dismiss you. And I want to just leave you here, um, leave here this morning, kind of everybody being very clear as to why this stuff matters and why it doesn't. The only reason that these kinds of discussions matter is because um, they may or they may not place us in a position to fulfill our mission of making disciples. That's our mission. So anything that we're talking about, land, buildings, whatever, none of that stuff matters apart from whether or not it's going to help us accomplish the mission that God has given us. So the way that it could potentially help us to accomplish it is... Adequate parking, where you're not parked up in the street. Maybe, maybe you're parked on Christie this morning. I don't even know. Um, adequate parking, space for our kids to, um, in their freshwater kids' classrooms, space for you to bring a friend where some Sundays there's you know, hardly any room for us to pack any more people in here. And that's, that's why that kind of stuff matters. That's, that's why this is important because it may very well place us in a position to continue reaching people with the gospel. And... Um, that's why it matters. That's why it matters. So I'm going to pray for us, and um, I appreciate your prayers about this issue as we depart, and um, hopefully very soon we'll have an answer for you. And even if you haven't joined the church, you'll, you'll uh, hear the news, I'm, I'm sure, in the coming weeks, whether or not we do proceed with this. So I'll pray for us, and then we'll, we'll be dismissed for the morning. Heavenly Father and Lord, I thank you, God, for loving us, and I thank you that we get to gather together as your church. This is a big decision in the history of our church and the future of our church. And we want to be united in um, where you take us and where you place us. We know that buildings are not the church. We know that, Lord. We know that we are the church. So let's not look at this as we're not, we're not, we're not building a home for you. You live in us, Lord. So thank you for that truth. Allow us to be reminded of that. And Lord, also, we know that we want to be willing to step out on faith look forward to the future. We want to be willing to do that. At the same time, we want to um, steer clear of doing something that's stupid. So Lord, would you please help us to realize what is stepping out on faith and what is doing something stupid? Help just confirm that for us and clarify that for us. Lord, if you want us to be here, if you want us to be on that piece of property, I pray that you'd confirm that in our hearts. Bring us back here safely next Sunday. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Y'all are dismissed.